0: It's Battle for Atlantis time. Bust out your turkey, settle in, and let's find out where this year's Tar Heels are at. Is it more like last season's early season tournament, or are these guys ready to go to battle? You are
1: Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there. What's up? It's Wednesday, November twenty second, two thousand twenty three. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Is that a thing Pac? I don't know. Hey, <laughs> welcome into the Locked On Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. Yes, even during Thanksgiving week, we're coming at you all five days. I'm your host Isaac Shade, joined to me as joined every Wednesday as we are by my guy, Coach Pack. Kilby, and we want to thank you every day. You're making Locked on Tar Heels your first listener watch to get your Tar Heels content every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Folks, even this week during Thanksgiving, we're having all sorts of fun conversations on the Locked on Tar Heels Discord. Come join us, packs dropping nuggets. We're diving into ridiculous conversations all the time. You don't want to miss out. Link is in the show notes. Come be there. Coming up today, I'm going to give you a primer for Battle for Atlantis in its totality, the whole bracket as well as what we're going to learn or what Pac and I hope to learn about the Tar Heels this week, what we're going to be watching for, not just in the Northern Iowa game, but in the whole tournament. So, uh... Before we get to those kind of bigger picture things, let's hone in on today's game because like depending on when you're watching this, Carolina is playing Northern Iowa at noon Eastern. So we want to make sure if you're listening or watching early on Monday that you're able to catch it. So Pat, let me give the setup for Northern Iowa just so people can wrap their brains around it a little bit. And then I know you've been watching them uh, and you've got some thoughts. So let's get to it. North Carolina playing Northern Iowa in the first game of the battle for Atlantis down in the Bahamas today, Wednesday, November 22nd, noon Eastern on ESPN. Uh, We don't yet have the line from FanDuel, so we'll use the Ken Palm line where Carolina is favored by 12 points. Series record, these teams have only played three times, and it was all because of Marcus Page. Uh, You remember, Coach Williams liked to to try to take the senior's to somewhere near home. And so instead of a home and home, Carolina, usually with smaller opponents like this can get a home, uh, like one time at the opponent's place and two times back in the Smith center. So they played in 15, 16 and 17 Carolina lost that first game Marcus's senior year. Cause he was out injured. You might recall. And then won in both 2016 and 17 head coach Ben Jacobson been there since 06 07 you love to see that northern Iowa as of this recording is 119th at Ken Palm I say that because Ken Palm literally adjusts after every game finishes so uh, that's where we're at right now Um, they were picked preseason second in the Missouri Valley Conference and this is the third of the fourth teams we've played thus far that has been second preseason for their conference uh Early in the season, not great results. They're one and two. Their lone win is over a non D1 school, and their losses are to North Texas with the new coach and uh, South Florida. So uh, that's where we're at. So, Pac, would you talk to us all about what you've seen from Northern Iowa, including uh, a player that maybe stands out to you?
1: Yeah, I've spent some time watching uh, film on you and I so far this season. Um, there's some things that stand out to me um, as far as I really like the way we match up with them. I Mm -hmm. think that um, some, and I know we'll dive into this a little more, but our defensive schemes, I think can give them some problems. Um, A player to watch for them is Nate Heiss. (laughs) Uh, He's a six, five guard. He plays 34 minutes a game, uh, which is a lot kind (laughs) of like what, you know, what we did with Armando last year, just put a, put a big load on him. Uh, and he does that for them. Uh, he's averaging fourteen point three points per game, six point three rebounds per game, and three point three assists per game, which he um, is the leader in each of those three categories for you and I. So he carries a big load in minutes, points, rebounds, and assists. He he leads them in all of that. And so um, the thing about him, he's a six five guard. Um, I think Cormac matches up really nicely with him. Mm. Why so? I just I think that Cormac's a little bit more uh, dynamic with his athleticism and length. And um, I just, I like that matchup for us. Uh, and I know that we switch a lot. So it's not going to be just Cormac sure. versus sure. Nate Heights. But I do think that that's a good matchup for us. And I like us to win that. Uh, but just the fact that we will keep, you know, the way we've been using our depth, I think we can really wear him down and yeah. them down. Yeah. And I think that favors Carolina.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I would love to see. You know, we saw some of that bigger lineup where maybe you had Mondo at the five, Jay Witt at the four, and Harrison Ingram at the three. I'd love to see Harrison get some time on Nate Heiss as well. I think that could, uh, you know, just really use his um, varied skill set and everything he's able to do there.
1: Even somebody like Trimble, you know, that could bother him think a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just how physical he is. I think that could bother him too.
0: Yeah, in the same way, you almost like you know, if you're going up against a dominant big man, it's just like, we're going to throw 15 fouls at you all night long. It's the same kind of thing, but just Carolina bothering him bothering him with their athleticism. And I think there's a lot of capability there that we could get into. All right, Pac, we've got our four corners preview uh, that we always do and a way we honor coach Dean Smith, whether we're previewing or recapping a game. And so we want to get into that um, so we can just work our way through that. Then we'll get to Battle for Atlantis as a whole. So uh four corners preview number one. I want to I wanted to move us to this because the first thing in the four corners preview pack is something that you already just touched on a little bit. So why don't you take us away with this one?
1: Yeah. So the the number one thing in this preview for me is our switching defense versus some of the actions that they run offensively. Um some of you may know, some of you may not. They run what's called the zoom action, which is really a three-sided game. They take um, a guard and um, a wing, or two wings really, and they set a down screen, and then they run that same guy that's coming off the down screen into a handoff. And so with us, that's a lot of switches right there. That's switching off of the down screen, and then the handoff serves as basically a ball screen in the in sense, so then you gotta switch that. And so there's a lot of switching, there's a lot of communication, Um, we've got to do a really good job with that. But I think the way that we've been defending, um, I think it's going to really benefit us. Mm. And I think that we can push them out of some of the stuff, make them uncomfortable um, if we do our jobs, you know. And that's kind of one of the things I'm really excited to see is like, you know, for us, like what we talk about with our teams, the thing you can always hang your hat on is defense because it travels. Mm. And this is the first time we've left Chapel Hill. And um, so can we get off the bus? Can we go to a place that's different and on the road and let our defense carry us, you know, and that's not to say we're going to have a bad performance offensively, but can we get stops? Can we have a killer instinct, put them away, and then match that on the offensive end? I think our switching defense is going to prove to be really beneficial in this one.
0: Love it. Second thing in the four corners preview, Northern Iowa doesn't have much size. And they don't have much depth behind that, not much size. And what does Carolina have a preseason All-American that has size named Armando Baycott, who, oh, by the way, just so happens to be the leading rebounder in Carolina history and is now 10th all time in scoring. So advantage Armando Baycott, right? And so I think it's one of those games where, again, from the jump, it's got to be focused on getting the ball to Mondo where he needs it and in good space letting him facilitate or score, just make decisions is what we're looking for there. Right now he is averaging six draw and fouls a game. You want to see him continue to do that. We I just mentioned that kind of limited size and limited depth for Northern Iowa. Armando can eat into that, and then uh, it'll be Thanksgiving week, so he's going to keep eating a lot today against Northern Iowa. Uh, Pat, what about the third thing in our Four Corners preview? Bitch
1: play. Um, obviously, it's going to be a factor in this game and playing three games in a row. I would really like to see us use, utilize the bench um, early and often. And I think, in particular, uh, Trimble and Cadeau can have very big games. Um, and even I, – I, now that the more I think about it, I'd like to extend that to Jalen Washington too, just because of the lack of depth that they have at post play. Um, I think Washington can come off the bench with fresh legs and really provide a spark. Um, but really, Trimble and Cadeau, man, I just the tempo they've come off the bench with has been very exciting for me. And the way you and I is set up, I just think um, that type of athleticism coming off the bench is more than what you and I can match. And I think they have a chance to have a really big game. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do.
0: Mm. And not to mention that it's. 3 games in 3 days. So you really need that. We'll talk more about that depth in a little bit. Fourth thing in the four corners preview is that you and I has not shot the ball very well at all from deep this season. Now, I know we got to look ourselves in the mirror on that one. We'll get to that in just a little bit as well. But if Carolina can take away these paint touches from that limited depth inside that Northern Iowa has, force long shots, rebound those well, that's what one of the things that Carolina hasn't necessarily done great yet. Uh, It's an opportunity for the Tar Heels to run away with this game as we hope and expect them to do as you play what is either the third or fourth best team the Tar Heels have played so far this season. Gotta show this killer instinct. Gotta take care of business on the defensive side of the court. So, Pat, Carolina will face Northern Iowa today, but what's going to happen after that? Who else is in this bracket and what can we expect from them? We'll get to that conversation in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked On Tar Heels is brought to you by Prize Picks. Hey, you wanna play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill? Well, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community. With basketball season now here, you can pick combo projections like I saw uh, the, the Chiefs playing earlier today. You can take Travis Kelsey's receptions against, uh, and, and add to it. LeBron James made three pointers and put that together and go more or less on that combo. Love it. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. It's just you against the numbers and you just pick more or less on two to six players' stat projections and watch their winnings roll in. A special Thanksgiving Day discount I noticed as I was looking in the app. Christian McCaffrey's rush yards plus receiving yards has been discounted from 110 and a half down to one half. Biggest no brainer ever. Go hit that more. And go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network. Your team every day. Okay, Pac. So we we just got ready for Northern Iowa specifically, but we do want to take a look at Battle for Atlantis in totality. And as we do so, I'm going to go ahead and put, for those of you who are watching, the bracket up so you can see it as we talk about it. And so um, that'll be there on the background. Um, You can, just if you're listening, you know, you can pull it up if you're not driving <laughs> on your phone and look at it as well. So, Peck, I think before we even get into the bracket, the first order of business and something we didn't say yet, but because I wanted to save it for right now about Northern Iowa is despite the fact that you look at this team and say, I'm not impressed. Peck, any team can beat any team on any day. Talk about how important it is um, to not overlook the Panthers.
1: Well, it's it's clear. I mean, gosh, there's so much parity in college basketball. I mean, gosh, I mean, Michigan State loses to James Madison. Uh, Long Beach State upset. Uh, gosh, uh, somebody the other day, I just went blank. Villanova lost a pin already. Arkansas, um, UNCG. Yeah, UNCG beats Arkansas. I mean, there's just so much parity, and so um, the the days of just saying this is a this is a win. We don't really have to pay attention to this. It's a cupcake. Let's get this and move on. Those are those are over. Um, you have to take opponents seriously, and uh, if Carolina, I think they have the mentality of we need to come down here and show people we're a better team, and we need to take care of business. I think that they have that. If they don't have that, if they don't show up ready to go, they are very capable of losing this game. So. Um, and, and honestly, that's anybody in this tournament, if they were playing you and I, and they show up not ready to go, you and I can beat them. And so we definitely need to be locked in, ready to go.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you for that. So I don't care. Do not look ahead to whoever you're going to play Thursday or Friday, one game, one team right now, today, make it happen. Now, Pac and I are going to look ahead to Thursday because that's our job. Uh, On Thursday, Carolina will either face the Kerwin-Walton Texas Tech Red Raiders from Lubbock, Texas, which would be a lot of fun, or Villanova, who, you know, had that loss, as Pac just talked about, um, to Penn earlier in the week and then beat a Maryland team uh, by a lot, but a Maryland team that is not good right now, quite frankly, is weird to see. Um, Honestly, not sure what to make of Villanova right now, Pac, and so... Um, the, the thing is if you're Carolina, uh, you know, you think Villanova should be the better team this season. Texas tech is going to have a good ranking because of being in the big 12. And so either of these games are going to show up well in the quad system, which is nice, but I, I think I would rather face Villanova. I think that's going to be a bigger test for the Tar Heels.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Villanova has a lot to offer us if we um, happen to run into them. However, I actually think I'm taking Texas Tech to win that game. Uh, so There you go for my little uh, upset pick of the bracket there. I think Tech beats them, but I, I would rather – I think it would be better for us if we did see Villanova. In the okay.
0: And then on Friday, the four teams from the other half of the bracket, and this is a lot more intriguing than it was just a week or two ago because Memphis, a lot better than expected. Michigan, a lot better than expected, despite losing to Long Beach State on Friday. Arkansas, we just talked, it's funny, several of these teams we're talking about are the teams that have taken these unexpected losses. Arkansas, we just talked about lost to UNCG on Friday of last week, and um, then Stanford is kind of bringing up the rear on the other half of the bracket. And so, uh, you know, I'd rather see Memphis, Michigan, or Arkansas um, than Stanford, any of those, I think, are – I mean, any of those four teams are going to be a test. You can't – as we've been saying, you can't overlook anybody. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, I would rather face Arkansas and Friday's game is going to be, uh, I believe, the highest level team from that side of the bracket.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like you said, Michigan and Memphis, they're both – they're both a lot better than expected. So it wouldn't surprise me to see either one of those teams playing for the championship. Um, but I, I think Arkansas is the best team on the bottom half of the bracket and I expect them to be playing for the whole thing on, um,
0: Friday. Really interesting. Well, let's get to those predictions in a second. Let me quickly run folks through where Ken Palm is at on all eight of these teams right now, as well as the most recent AP poll that came out on Monday, Carolina and Arkansas are the only two teams that are ranked 14th and 20th, uh, but Memphis Villanova and Michigan are all in others receiving votes, Memphis 26, Villanova 33, and Michigan tied for 36th. And then uh, Texas Tech, Stanford, and UNI not uh, getting any votes in the poll. At Ken Palm, Carolina is 20th, Arkansas 29th, Villanova 26, Memphis 31, Michigan 37, Texas Tech 46, Stanford 65. So seven of these eight teams are top 65 at Ken Palm, or you could say six of the eight are top forty six. And then you and I, as we have already said, is 119. So um, while it may not be as sexy as the Maui pool is, and that bracket is just absolutely stupid loaded this year, it's insane. Uh, there are a lot of quality teams. So, you know, get by Northern Iowa, and then whomever you play on Thursday and whomever you play on Friday, it's going to be a high level affair. At FanDuel, Carolina does have the best odds to win this plus 330, followed by Arkansas and then Villanova, Memphis, and on down. From there. So, uh, really interesting stuff. So pack that brings us to our prediction for this thing. Uh, you've already said you expect Arkansas to be the team that comes out of the other half of the bracket. Uh, who who are you taking coming out of Carolina side of this thing?
1: I'm taking the Tar Heels. Um, I, I think Carolina is the best team. Uh, actually I think they're the best team in the tournament. And I'm glad to see that FanDuel confirms that thought for me. (laughs) Uh, But, no, I I do think Carolina is the best team. I would really, really like it, and I know that the rest of the Tar Heel Nation would feel the same if we just take care of business this week and uh, play really well and show growth and improvement. Um, But I I am taking the Tar Heels to play Arkansas for the championship, and I like the Heels to win.
0: That's exactly what I've got. Carolina and Arkansas, Carolina on paper and in rankings is the best team in this game. But that's just on paper. They've got to come out and show it, right? And and it's time. we talked about this on yesterday's show, but this is a fork in the road moment after what happened last year at PK-85 and then the two games following. Carolina, the time is now. Prove that you are ready to go. Show that you're a team that's got the stuff needed. To be competitors and win championships, I'm looking for that to happen. Ultimately, for me, too much Armando Baycott. The heels win and win uh, over Arkansas, who's you know still mad at Carolina for that win in the 2017 NCAA tournament and everything that happened there. What a comeback that was, Pack. You remember that one? Oh yeah, I do. Woo! Hey, let me ask you this: They're still mm-hmm. trying to call a charge on Joel Berry for that one. Yeah. <laughs> do you
1: have a first round upset?
0: Oh, I hadn't thought about it. Okay. Um, let me look back at the bracket here. I like your Texas Tech over Villanova. Um, I don't see Stanford beating Arkansas. Michigan, Memphis, I'm not even sure who's going to be favored in that game. That's just
1: a 50 50 game to me. Yeah.
0: Let me see uh, which is favored at Ken Palm. Michigan. <laughs> he's got Memphis winning over Michigan 80 to 79. So that's uh, one point uh, in favor of memphis and so yeah man i think i would take memphis i'll go i'll go with michigan as my first round upset although you know upset it's a one-point dog so whatever yeah yeah i that's like it.
1: a lot of first round matchups that are fun to watch that's yes
0: good. very much So i'm very excited for that one okay Peck, we got one more conversation to have and that's ultimately what does carolina need to get out of this whole thing what are we hoping to know by the end of Friday's third game that we don't know today on Wednesday. We'll have that conversation in just a second. Right after I tell you all that today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a free job post, and then you just add that job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then ultimately hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Pac, we each have come up with two things that we would like to learn about the Tar Heels this week or things that we think we will learn. I'd love for you to be able to start.
1: Well, to me, you know, I think for better or for worse, we're going to learn, have we really changed as a program? Have we really grown? You know, I mean, obviously after last year, there's a lot of questions. Um, I think it's fair to say there's even some doubt. Um, The signs to me are kind of promising. I like the way we've played so far this year. I like the way we've looked. But we haven't played a single Power Five school yet. Hmm. And, you know, this week we're obviously going to get at least – you know, two opportunities to do that. So, um, you know, I want to know how are we going to perform? Are we going to trust our, you know, are we going to trust each other? Is our chemistry going to shine through? How will we perform defensively? Um, you know, there's just a lot of question marks in that. And so we're going to get to see whether or not we've grown. Um, I believe that we have, but this will just be uh, proof behind that if we end up showing you that. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, maybe we, maybe we learned some things we didn't know about this team. And so I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Okay. Um, my first one, I want to just hammer some of what you're touching a little bit harder. Um, and my first thing is the depth. Um, I think, you know, this has been such a, uh, conversation for the Tar Heels, each of the first three years of coach Davis. And, uh, we're seeing the, the best usage of depth we've seen or the most both the best and most usage we've seen in the Hubert Davis era thus far. Carolina is not at the bottom of the heap nationally in their usage of the bench, and the percentage is way up. So my question is, is what we've seen in those first three games real, or is it not real? Who does Coach Davis trust? Do we continue to see the pretty consistent, like, under 16, under 12, under 8, we're getting in all 10 Of the non James Oconquo scholarship players in the first 12 minutes of the game, like we have been, that's been consistent. Pack, one of the things you always talk about is role definition. We've seen that pretty much game in and game out so far. I'd love to see that happen again. I don't know that we'll find out the answer to that against Northern Iowa. We will learn much more about it in the second and third games. Now, the other thing is that because it's three games in three days, the Tar Heels are going to be playing more dudes anyway. And so I think. We we in truth might not really find out the answer to this until next week against Tennessee, and then after that against UConn and stuff. But I'm really watching to find out is the depth for real. I gotta know. All right, Pack, what's next for you?
1: Um, for me, it's Cormac Ryan. Ooh. You know, I, I think that we're going to see the importance and the value of him, and I hope that that's um, that's something that all of us are able to take away from this week. He's. He's just kind of been. I mean, right now we look at Carolina and we go, okay, if we if we had to rank the top three, I think we would say Armando, RJ, and Harrison Ingram.
0: That's what I would go with.
1: Yep. And Cormac is probably just outside of that. And I'm not saying he's going to crack that top three, but but I think what we learn is that he's very valuable to this team. Uh, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't exactly looked in rhythm and totally comfortable yet. I think this week he gets there. I really do. And yeah. And I think we learned just how valuable he is to this team, particularly from behind the three point line. You know, he's that's why we brought him in. He's he's got that veteranness, the leadership and he can shoot the ball. And I think we see him step up this
0: week. I like it. And I hope you're right. <laughs> um, Pack, the final thing I was debating on my final thing being learning more about rebounding or three-point shooting. But since you just talked about Cormac, Ryan, I'm going to go more in on the three-point shooting. Game by game, here's what Carolina has done so far. 7 of 20 against Radford, 35%. That's the best they've shot in a game all season. 5 of 17 versus Lehigh, that's 29.4%. And 6 of 21, <clears throat> excuse me, against UC Riverside, that's 28.6%. In totality, this season, the Tar Heels are shooting so far 18 of 58 from three. That's 31%. You could even cut it down a little further. Uh, Against Radford, Carolina started out the season 5 of 5 from three. You take out those five, and since then, the Tar Heels are shooting 13 of 53. That's 24.5% pack. I don't need to tell you that that's not going to cut it, particularly if you'd like to keep everybody and their brother out of the lane like five-time teaming Armando Baycott and daring the Tar Heels to shoot as we saw over and over and over again last year. Um, Individuals who need to step up. You just talked about Cormac Ryan. He's three of 14 from deep. That's 21%. RJ himself, five of 18. That's 27.8%. Paxson Wojcik. I just want to see more attempts from him. He's only taken three.
1: Yeah.
0: And so a couple other, you know, Harrison's doing all right. Jalen Washington's doing all right now. I love to see that, but Pack, we need to see it from RJ and Cormac in particular. So we'll be watching for that. Oh man, it is going to be an epic feast week. Heck, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, folks, we, we hope that you all are enjoying a Thanksgiving Eve with your families. Be back with you kind of throughout the week as we just unpack one game, move on to the next, unpack one game, move on to the next. That's the nature of a three games in three days tournament. Ah, man, happy Wednesday to everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Again, come join our Discord. We're having great chats all the time. The link is in the show notes. You can email us also, lockedontarheels at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you. <clears throat> Don't forget to subscribe. Smash the like button if you're watching. And leave comments. We'd love to hear what you think about this bracket and the matchups and what Carolina will do. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Getting ready for another game. But until then, peace.